This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Science, the show that breaks down the science of television and movies with a comedian and a scientist. Today, we're discussing the laundry guy. So I'll ask about stains, pH levels, and vodka. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and I've got two wonderful guests joining me today. My first guest is a stand-up comedian, writer, and actor who I'm a big fan of and just learned is an avid tie-dyer. Thrilled to welcome you to the show, R.B. Butcher. Hey, what's up, Ethan? I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you, RB. I've seen you perform many times here in lovely Los Angeles, uh, but I did not know you were into tie-dye. Can you tell me about that? I got so into tie-dye in the pandemic. um, And like, it just, it it was started as like, oh, well, this seems fun. This is something I always wanted to do, but never did. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I got really deeply into it (laughs) because my partner and I are both like pretty creative folks. And, uh, people liked it, you know, like I posted on Instagram, like examples and people were like, you should sell these. And I was like, okay, maybe like, and then we really started doing it like on a super regular basis. But the great thing was through all of this, like, yes, we did like sell them, but we've been able to donate over like $3,000 to various organizations, like the Loveland Foundation, um, the Translegal Fund, Project Q, uh, we've just donated to tons of places and that's, and, uh, the sunrise movement. So like, that's been really awesome to just like have people buy something they like and donate, you know, we donated $10 a shirt, which is like a nice chunk of, of the shirt. So it's great. That's unbelievable. RB. Thank you for doing so. And I yeah. got to get myself one of these shirts immediately. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, I really do. Um, and, and I have to introduce our second guest because I can tell, on video here she is dying to comment on this so (laughs) we gotta bring her in um so uh she is a a chemist and patent attorney from what i understand and she has a perfect last name for today's episode welcome to the show dr lucy cotton (laughs) thank you very much for having me Um, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. And so, Lucy, where are you reporting to us from? I am in Leeds in England, um, which usually is best to just say how far away from London I am. So that's about 200 miles away. Okay, 200 miles in any direction from London, you'll end up in Leeds. Is that accurate? Oh, <laughs> 
200 miles north. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, and uh, I mean, I I have so many questions for you, Lucy. I mean, about laundry, of course, about washing, about drying, about chemicals. But first off, you you are a chemist and a patent attorney. Is that um, is that correct? Yes, I'm, a, I'm still a scientist. I'm still a researcher. I'm kind of a chemist, but <laughs> I'm now a patent attorney. <laughs> Okay, well, that's fascinating and incredibly perfect for today. We are talking about laundry, of course. We're here to discuss the laundry guy, which, of course, you can only watch on Discovery Plus. And obviously, the best way to get that is to go to discoveryplus.com slash goodbadscience to start a seven-day free trial. But yeah, I wanted to kind of start with with more common questions, maybe things that everybody has on their mind. Um, and, and first off, I got to ask if, you know, I mean, RB, you're also an expert over here. I mean, tie-dye, you have your own tie-dye shop, the butcher shop. Uh, I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> that's right. But, um, but yeah. The friendliest, you... <laughs> kindest butcher shop. No, no, no one is hurt. Do you have hacks of your own for, for cleaning your clothes? I don't know squat. So I use my washer dryer, just normal. And then when something goes wrong, I go, well, that that's broken now. So that's trash. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'll jump in and just say that I was like, I, I feel as though I was trained by a laundry master who is somebody who was like raised during the depression. So like that, I think, affected her, you know, her like practice of laundry and took it very seriously, which is to say, like, if you if you take care of your clothes, they last longer, you know, and laundry is like a big part of that. Um, I used to separate my clothes, not just like colors and whites, but by all the colors. <laughs> so wow. I used to wash my clothes by colors. Um, and so these days it's really just like, um, lights and darks and whites really. Um, cause I do, I, that's the variety that I have, but I think that, um, and using the right amount of soap, not too much soap. Cause that doesn't do anything. Mm. Uh, it doesn't help more, even though I always thought that it did. And I, you know, pre-treat all stains and I wash my delicates in delicates bags. But these are all very simple. Like I, they're hacks, I feel like, because our machinery has gotten so advanced that we kind of feel like, well, that'll take care of it. I don't need to do anything. Um, but do, like doing laundry that way, like keeps maintains your clothes like a lot longer and keeps them a lot cleaner. And also my biggest laundry hack is don't wear antiperspirant because <laughs> that's what stains your white clothes. It's not your sweat. It's the antiperspirant. So that's sort of no a, deodorant at all. You're saying, no, I, I mean, I wear, I wear like a natural deodorant and it actually works for me. Uh, but the antiperspirant it's the, uh, and Lucy can tell me there's chemicals or aluminum, whatever it is that's in antiperspirant. When you sweat it out, that's what turns your white clothes yellow. Oh, RB bringing the heat here today. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Um, yeah, I think it's the metal ions, perhaps, in the antiperspirants. But there's definitely, there's, there's lots of different areas of keeping your clothes, of, of laundry hacks, basically. You've got the... Uh, how do you treat stains, that sort of thing. Personally, I always reach for dish soap, um, which I, I guess I agree disagree with Patrick on this. Um, so I'm definitely down for pre-treating with, um, yeah, a bit, a bit of soap. But then you're absolutely right, Abby, about the uh, separation of colours because you one of the bigger things that de- degrades up the appearance of your clothes is sort of dulling and dye transfer that occurs between well, any kind of clothes that might come into contact with each other in the wash. And so to a certain extent, um, separating colours is, is a really good idea. I agree you probably went maybe a bit too far, especially I don't know how you would separate all your tie-dye colours, so it's probably good that that's not how you do things anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> it gets very complicated there. <laughs> but one thing that I found in my research was, and it sounds really obvious, but actually a lot of methodology had to go behind it to back it up, um, is actually washing with cooler temperatures is really good for stopping the dyes coming out. And also if the dyes do come out into the wash liquor, which is what we call it, um, it stops the dye redepositing back onto another piece of clothing, that sort of thing. Um, so at the moment, to be honest, most detergents will work well at cooler washers. And am I right in thinking over across the pond, you guys do wash at cooler temperatures? I think it depends on the machine or the setting, because sometimes, you know, you'll you'll click it to something and it'll just automatically make it hot. And then I have to adjust it because I'm afraid of that. I mean, I, I am a person who it's on it is on cold, cold, unless I am purposely like, oh, I this I have to wash this hot. But I wash everything on cold and everything's turned out pretty great. OK, that that sounds like a good rule of thumb for just complete amateurs like me. Let me ask you this, actually, because this show revolves around people's uh, memorable items. It's usually one item that means a lot to them personally that they need cleaned or just back to normal. Is there? Do you guys have something in your life like that? Is there one piece of clothing that sticks out as like, I'm going to keep this for 50 years? I, I keep all my clothing for what feels like 50 years. There's suitcases of them under the bed. I have a shirt that was my mother's when she was, you know, maybe 18 or 19. It is a Jackson Brown t-shirt. Um, if anybody is a Neil Young fan, it's the Jackson Brown shirt that Neil Young used to wear in the 70s. Um, and it's very important to me because it's like it was my mom's and I started wearing it when I was like 19. It does not fit me at all. I can't believe that it ever fit me. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's very one of a kind because because it's my mom's. It's not just this vintage item. It's like my mom had it when she was a kid and I used to dye my hair black. And I dyed my hair black and then was wearing that shirt and I went skateboarding and I started sweating and all the dye started running out of my hair and because I hadn't like washed it out enough, you know? 
And I thought I was going to die. I thought like the world was over. I was at a skate park. I bought a new shirt. I took that shirt off. I put the new shirt on. And then I just got that shirt wet and I put it in a plastic bag and I took it home and I washed it out and all of it came out. (laughs) I feel like that's why I said yes to this podcast because I was like, I understand the importance of, you know, stain removal and quick action. (laughs) That Like you actually can arrest a problem like that, you know, which is pretty fun. So I would rather keep like old quilts and stuff like that. I I personally am like, okay with the stains and things, because to me, that's like, that's life. And that like, I don't know what any of it is. And it doesn't really matter to me. It might be 100 years old. But I also like really respect people taking the chance on on these things and and believing in the process and knowing that you can do it similar to like me saving my Jackson Brown shirt. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's all possible. Lucy, do you think that was a good go-to move is that what people should do if they're wearing a sacred shirt should and they stain it should they instantly wet it put it in the bag and hope for the best it's difficult to know if you had a hair dye on then that's going to be something that is going to be um working with like the keratin fibers in your hair so that's going to have a whole different set of chemistry that realistically we don't know exactly what dye is in there that was a big part of my research um was what what dye what dyes are we wearing? We have no idea. They are made so clothes are manufactured and they're dyed. So far with the the supply chain of where you get your clothes from and the dye and then where it's dyed and then the clothes are made, the the supply chain is so long and convoluted that there's almost just no way of working out what you're actually wearing. And so while there are, have been some great pieces of research in the past about um, possible ways to stop this dye, dye transfer, for example, or, for example, you know, dye removal, like in your case, but if you don't know what dye you have, it's, it, you're, it's a stab in the dark. It can be difficult, but yeah, definitely quick, quick action is probably the, yeah, definitely the best way to go. This is something I had a question about also, and I'm not trying to suck up to you because this is in your name, but... 100% cotton is supposedly the way to go. I mean, that's toted as like, oh, this is a legit piece of clothing. It's 100% cotton, so you can trust it. So is that the way it is? Is there a, a mixture? Because there's so many there's so many combinations. Um, are, you say, are you asking if cotton's the best? Because I have to say, actually, it's not. It's not. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is... I, this is the drama I was after. Why is <laughs> cotton not the best? What is the best? Well, the problem with cotton is it takes so... It's such a thirsty plant. It takes so much in resources of water and pesticides and energy just to grow cotton. It's More recent research has found that although um, sort of synthetic fibers get a really bad rap for all the microfibers that are washing out of clothes and going into the ocean, actually... Um, Research has found recently that up to 80% of samples can contain cellulosic fibers, which are cotton fibers, essentially. Um, so cotton is kind of a bit of the bad guy. Um, it's not as innocent as we all thought. Yeah. Um, there are some sort of more, I, I would term them new, newer fabrics that are coming in. So like Lyocell. Uh, that's supposed to be a much more greener alternative. Well, I mean, it's just good to know that there's even alternatives that are either out or coming out that we could get instead because i had no idea that cotton was such a villain the uh, <laughs> almond milk of fabric it sounds like it uses yeah. a bunch of water um so that's kind of terrifying i thought i knew something i thought i knew one thing 
in this episode, but I'm wrong about that. So that's awesome. It does use like, I think it's something like Lucy was saying, it's like 30,000 gallons of water for one pair of jeans. Um, so like, Oh my God. I, we've been using recycled cotton, which has been, a lot of it is like scraps and, and stuff like that. So it's not like as hardcore as like recycled, recycled, but it is reusing mm -hmm. what is already there. Um, which is pretty awesome too. So the, the, that's a possibility, which is great. So everything to me, everything in concert is like moving in a better direction. Why should anyone ever buy anything new? Isn't it silly a little bit? Like, there's been people on the planet now for so long, and we've all worn clothes. And so if we can take care of these clothes, which it sounds like what we're saying here is that you are with certain chemicals, certain, you know, uh, techniques that we can kind of make old clothes feel good again or be clean and new again. Uh, do do both of you subscribe to that? Like, is it somewhat ridiculous to purchase something that's new? I think it's like it's it's an expansive understanding of the fact that like um, used clothing is not weird or gross. It's totally possible, and like we can actually like share these resources in a deep way. You know that like creating new fabrics is just as important as like reducing our impact and like how much we're buying. So in terms of can we just keep these clothes on a loop forever, eventually they are going to lose properties like their tensile strength and things and they, these will tatter into pieces eventually. I usually, you know, I'll give my clothes to Goodwill or a thrift store or something like that. Um, and that's also where I will try to shop. But I think I'm privileged in that regard because in Los Angeles, there's like 19 thrift stores every square mile. <laughs> that's right. And the clothes are really nice. Yeah. I also, Ethan, I also started giving my clothes to my friends who want them. <laughs> and that's actually been yeah. a really um, uh, powerful experience. I know it sounds really silly, but like, I grew out of literally all my favorite clothes and they were things that I really liked. And so I had a hard time just like giving them away to whatever, which I think is also good. But um, my friends were like, yeah, no, let me try those on. And now I like get to see them wearing my clothes and I get to like experience that. So I think, you know, it can happen yeah. in so many different ways. And like we can really reconnect with the things like the things in our lives and to me, that's not like materialistic. That's actually like just appreciating what you have, you know, and sharing it with other people. Oh, my God. I love that. And I think you're right about the whole stigma part of it, where it's like people are just they have this weird societal thing in their heads where it's like, oh, I can't do such and such with clothes. I can't buy old clothes. I can't give away my clothes to a friend. But like, no, hit me up. Hit RB up. Give me, give us your clothes. We will take it. Uh, or ask us for some clothes. Maybe we don't want it anymore. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Um, okay, so there were a couple specific things I wanted to ask about. I, I was researching certain tools that this guy uses. Patrick wanted to get your thoughts on if we should have these tools for ourselves, because I, of course, do not have these tools. Uh, one of them is a horsehair brush. So I can't, I, I've never particularly used a horsehair brush in research or um, every day. Um, but I imagine the idea behind it, it's like it's very soft because if you think about, especially if you're uh, brushing like a, a 
a wet piece of fabric, what you can do is you end up abrading um, the sort of loose fibres on the top and you can very easily form these little pills, um, you know, the little sort of blobs of tangled fibres and stuff. So I imagine that what he's doing is finding a way to brush um, whatever his stain remover and stuff is in with that in a sort of calm way. This is what I was taught is like when you're doing the, um, and I just remembered this, is that I would put stain remover on the stain, right? The wet stain. And then I would take the shirt itself and rub it on itself. I know that's terrible. I'm just like, <laughs> why would I, why was I doing that? Cause you just explained it. And I was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Why did I just, somebody told me to do it. So I did it. <laughs> Were these the clothes that you gave to your friends? Oh yeah. These are the clothes that I gave away. So no worries. It's all good. <laughs> Is it is it because that piece of clothing is too rough? You want to use something gentler? Is it because the stain will uh, spread? I would say it's mostly just the abrasion. Um, we you often find in detergents, uh, for example, enzymes are put into biological detergents, and one of the enzymes that's put in for cotton is the cellulase. Um, that is there to basically they it call, they call it a biopolish. And it, it's an enzyme that comes along and it eats these little bubbles and uh, pin pills off the top to give you a smoother surface of your clothing well, afterwards. I have to ask about pumice stone, which I believe is like volcanic lava that's been turned to stone that he slash others use on clothing. Do you know about this? I, have, I would imagine it probably acts very similar to an enzyme. I imagine it, he's he's doing exactly the same as I sort of just described as trying to remove the... Um, the pills from the top. I've only ever done that sort of on like, as like an exfoliation. So I imagine it's like an exfoliation for the fabric. Another one was vodka. I brought it up at the top. He brought it out in in one episode and I was a little confused about that. Would you use vodka? And I think specifically cheap vodka on some of your clothing. And for what reason? I have to admit, I've never heard of this. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's just us Brits where, you know, we're very particular about what we will and won't do with our booze and how much we're prepared to spare <laughs> on, you know, not drinking. You guys like gin or? That's not my personal tipple, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> All right. And he he talks about soap flakes and how they are a different pH than soap. So what's up with that? Well, you have many different kinds of soap. So I think he goes into... Uh, in the first episode, he goes into talk about sort of dish soap and laundry soap and hand soap, and they're all going to be alkaline because typically alkaline soaps are the best at getting rid of soils, which are typically acidic. The dish soaps are, tend to be slightly lower pH actually because if you have too high pH, it can cause sort of etching onto glassware, especially for example in dishwasher tablets, uh, where you're not really in control as to what's going on while it's while the what dishwashing is actually happening. Um, so they are a bit more careful with the pH for that. So I think at one point he mentions, I can't remember if he says to use it or to not use dish soap. Um, but <laughs> but what he's talking about then, I think, is because that one's got a slightly lower pH than the other soap. Um, okay, so what about just storing uh, old clothes? Um, is, there, is there a proper way to, to do that? Maybe RB wants to save that uh that jackson brown shirt moths get everywhere so you really want to get make sure that you keep it somewhere that it's not going to get moth eaten yeah i'm curious lucy because i have you know like a lot of the clothes that i do store are like vintagey or clothes so they have you know uh 
aromas. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't want to, uh, to. It's like you want to keep the mods out, but you want to make sure that the clothing can breathe too, because I feel like it gets stuck. You know, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I've been keeping it in like plastic containers. Do you think that that's like safe? I would say it's definitely safe. I don't think there's anything dangerous about that. I'm not on the cliff's edge with my clothing. and the <laughs> Also, you're kind of freaking me out by saying that moths get everywhere. I didn't really consider that. <laughs> and I feel like I need moth. They really do. <laughs> need moth protection in my life or something. That's really scary. Well, apparently they don't like um, cedar wood, so, which I think cedar wood smells really nice. So, I mean, just get a few diffusers, I'd say, of that. And then hopefully it'll be a-okay. That's cool. That's good to know. Um, and what about smoke? I believe uh, in this episode there was like smoke being trapped in a jacket, if I'm not mistaken. So is there a way to get a smoke smell out? Because that's like one of the most aggressive odors. It is. To be honest, I would just, if I, if I had, my clothes are all pretty much washable, so I would just wash them and leave them to dry. In this situation, he does a really good job of hand washing it, I think. And he says, you know, it's the soap, it's the smoke that's sort of coming up. I think among other things as well. I would guess that he's probably got a good idea there with just hand washing and then leaving it to dry. And hopefully with a little bit of gentle detergent that should come out. I, I believe that hang drying is probably, I'm just going to take a guess and say the most natural, you know, best case scenario for drying your clothes should I have a bunch of hangers in my kitchen? Well, I th- again, I think it's quite a cultural thing because like, I think over here, um, hang drying clothes is just, is the norm. I think pe- more people in the UK will hang dry clothes rather than ha- use a tumble dryer. When you hang dry, you have more of a chance to sort of like reform the clothes um, as they're drying because what can happen is it, while the clothes being washed, there sort of can be on fibers that can hydrogen bond. You can sometimes get hydrogen bonds form and cause the clothes to crease. And so you can sort of almost try and like straighten that out so that when, as the clothes dry, they hydrogen bond sort of straighten correctly. And that's kind of the idea behind ironing as well. You sort of straighten out the hydrogen bonds. Yeah, I think hang drying is good because you have much more control over that. Um, I mean, we don't completely not use dryers in the UK, but I think over here it's definitely i mean it's interesting because i think do you guys use more sort of top loader washing machines as well we we've we've transitioned recently to the front load that's like that that's more the 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 trend now but it is interesting because when i was doing my research um if i really wanted to like bash bash the hell out of my clothes to get some good dye coming out of them i'd throw them right in the american top loader machines because the agitation is so high (laughs) I mean, that sounds like America in a nutshell, Lucy. The agitation is so high. <laughs> That's like kind of what we do. <laughs> but as well, it's quite a bit of psychology that goes on with um, the makeup of the detergent. So if you have like a front-loading machine where you have a window and you can see in, uh, the detergent manufacturers are much more likely to put sort of more foaming agents in there. So when you walk past, you think, oh, it's soapy, it's sooty, it's definitely getting clean. Oh, my but there's Lord. But there's, there's no need to do that if you've got, like, a top-loading machine and you just throw the lid down, you don't look at the laundry while it's in there. Wow. There's, there's quite a lot of, um, yeah, psychological tricks that go on. I can't <laughs> believe big detergent is screwing <laughs> us like this. <laughs> I, I feel like such a schmuck now for just looking in. 
I don't want to look in anymore because you're right, RB. I have the same front loader, like clear, transparent, you know. God, and they've, I've been had, I feel like. That's really, that's really terrible. Um, all right. Well, I, I, I have a bunch of questions for this because I guess I was raised wrong and don't know the proper <laughs> techniques. I don't know what happened there. But, um, but unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I just want to thank you both for watching this show and coming onto the pod and talking to me about this and now helping me clean all of my old clothes. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully I can purchase some of these shirts, RB. I mean, I, obviously, I, you know, tell people where they can find you, what yep. you're up to, but also please personally tell me where <laughs> sure. I can purchase your, your apparel. Yeah. Um, so you can find me, you know, on the internet occasionally on Twitter and, uh, on Instagram. Um, my, my handles are still at R H E A B U T C H E R. That'll probably change shortly, but you know, like stay along for the ride and take what it takes. So, uh, you can find me on there and my t-shirt company is, uh, trashcanyon.com uh i think that's what it is or trash oh. yeah trashcanyon.com the instagram is trash canyon goods and we have some shirts we're finishing them up so they should be up shortly and like i said yes we use uh currently right now like recycled everybody world shirts which is really awesome and then we donate to really great causes um so yeah check those out and thanks so much wow. for having me on and take care of your clothes I, now I will. Uh, yeah, Trash Canyon. Everybody, get on that. I'm getting on that immediately before this comes out, so that they're not sold out by the time I get one. But if they are, it's because of me. Sorry, uh, Lucy Cotton. Uh, where should people find you? Should are are you coming out with your own clothing line? What's the deal with that? <laughs> no, I'll leave that to Abby. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I suppose I'm on Instagram as. Lucy J. Cotton, very imaginative. Um, I had a Twitter account that I made when I was 13 and then made it private for good reasons. So, <laughs> so don't find me there. <laughs> awesome. We'll check out that uh, that 13-year-old's Twitter uh, when we have some time. And I mean, you know, I think it's worth at least uh, contemplating this clothing line because you have a great, you know, uh, hook of telling people I'm of laundry. Chem- I have a PhD in laundry chemistry. I I would want to check that out. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway, thank you both for joining me today, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Get exclusive science shows, nature documentaries, and more real-life entertainment on Discovery+. Plus. Go to discoveryplus.com slash goodbadscience to start your seven-day free trial. That's discoveryplus.com slash goodbadscience. Hosted and produced by Ethan Eidenberg. Executive producer, Brett Kushner. Supervising producer, Emily Feld. Producer, Barbie Rose. Editor, Michael Feld. Talent Booker, Samantha Barella. Post coordinator, Jason McCarris. And research PA, Ali Rudenstein. Bye bye.